This podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. Our Stripes acknowledges the traditional owners of the land and pay our respect to elders past, present and emerging. Well, welcome to Our Stripes, the Richmond Football Club podcast, celebrating the many and varied stripes of our community that make up our great strip, the mighty yellow and black. As a playing group, we are one of the most multicultural in the AFL, reflective of the wonderful tapestry that is you, our wider community. Rana Hussein and Tiffany Cherry joining you throughout the season with a host of guests from players to fans, partners, supporters and many in between. We will take you into the world of our community. What makes us tick, how we are, who we are and what we love to celebrate. Before we continue, I'm going to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we record this podcast here today and we're very lucky here at Tigerland to come to work every day on sacred ground. Well, we welcome three awesome guests with a Baltic touch, joining us for our very first edition of Our Stripes in no particular order. We welcome a man who made his debut for the Tigers in 2016, hailing from Belarus, Oleg Markov. Uh, one of the tallest players in the AFL, a former basketballer who had never played an organised game of Aussie rules until 2014, the taller and younger cousin of Ivan Maric, Croatian Ivan Soldo, and one of the newer members of Richmond's playing family, the Tigers' third selection in the 2017 draft, talented utility and also another proud Croatian, Noah Bolter. Well, we'll start with you, Oleg. Born in Belarus before emigrating to Australia with your parents uh, as a young baby, I believe 10 months old, you're the son of an Olympian and, and world champion pole vaulter Dmitry Markov, who's your dad, of course. You chose Aussie rules over track and field, gymnastics, tennis, to name a few of the sports that you excelled in. So I want to know, first of all, why, but uh, you've also has, have been quoted as saying that watching Aussie rules with your family is sometimes like a trivia game. Can you take us into your family room when that happens? Yeah, um, well, for me, I was very lucky that my parents supported me in uh, absolutely everything I did. Uh, you know, growing up, it was just one of those things where you know, dad was always like, well, do you want to go try this out? Do you want to try this out? Do want... And I was uh, I was very fortunate to have that. Um, the only sort of thing I was kind of forced into was, I think, gymnastics. I didn't really have a say in that. I would cry most mornings and dad would say, no, nah, hurry up. you got to go do your gymnastics. And I'd like, hurry up. Um, but no, look, the, the thing I loved about football was just how much fun we had. It started off recess and lunch with my mates and um, I guess it was different at tennis and athletics and track and field. I didn't have that same mateship or like um, competitiveness with anyone else um, it was a kind of a lonely road growing up if, if you're competing in a in a sort of an individual sport so for me to have a to see it in like sport in a different way with mates and friends um, that sort of opened my eyes up to, to where I wanted to be in, in a team atmosphere um, but yeah I guess the whole trivia thing is is good fun I guess playing footy is Sometimes it's better than watching with my parents because I don't have to <laughs> answer all these questions. But um, no, I think I think they I, I think they're a lot better than um, than where they were before. So um, no, it's ex it's exciting to sit down with them and explain to dad all the rules. Although I don't know most of them anyway. Um, I just want to, on the back of that. I just want to. What's one of the funniest things that that has been asked while watching a game of Aussie Rules? Um, it was actually after a game. I um, I. 
I think I took... I think I took a mark, but I pushed the bloke in the back, and um, my dad was pretty confused. And after the game, he goes, "But you caught it, but then you had to give it back to the other person, and then you yelled at him, or you said something, and then they ran another hundred meters or something." And I was like, I had to explain to him the whole hands in the back. You can't talk back to the umpire, and he had a good laugh about it. But yeah, the way Dad sees it is, it's kickbox soccer. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stay with you for a second, Oleg. You've got a beautiful memory of watching the game with your dad. Uh, can you just talk to us about that, your f- that first kind of football memory? Yeah, well, the first one um, was actually Essendon versus uh, Adelaide Crows, and it was at the old Adelaide ground, Amy, Amy Stadium. Um, it was probably my second year of playing footy. You know, I was getting into it a bit more with friends and... Um, yeah, I always wanted to go watch a game and, and one day after school, Dad goes, oh, we're going to go grab lunch and we'll go to footy training and then after that we got a bit of a surprise and I remember it being a Friday and I thought, oh, yeah, we'll just go out for dinner or something. I wasn't too too phased about it, but, um, yeah, Dad brought these big woolly jumpers and, um, yeah, we're sitting in our old BMW. Um, when I mean old and BMW, <laughs> it's not as gourmet as it sounds. It was like a $500 <laughs> car and... And we're chugging along the freeway and we could just see this like aurora of lights. And I remember thinking, wow, we're like, this is pretty cool. And I thought we'd just go on a West End or not, not West End, buddy. What's it called? Westfield Shopping Centre. And um, and when we got there, Dad goes, no, we're going to go into there. And I remember looking up at it and I was a lot smaller than where I was and or compared to, to me now. But um, I remember looking up being like, wow, this is pretty cool. And um, we were able to get a close enough seat so I can see the players. And I was actually pretty starstruck i guess um and from there it was like well this is probably the coolest thing i've ever seen in my life so yeah i just love that story because it's just that we've all got that first footy moment don't we when we kind of first encountered the game i think it's just captured so beautifully in that story ivan soldo yep bok does that mean anything to you uh it's actually bog saying goodbye and that's good no no it was my research (laughs) yeah one letter off what is it it's a it's hello yeah bog yeah it can be hello or goodbye yeah bog Bog. okay well now that i've butchered that (laughs) um you set a record with the number of hit outs on debut which is pretty amazing and i've got one of the quirkier introductions to life as a professional afl player um we're going to get to that Mm -hmm. but first I want to know, a rock star sent you a message last year congratulating you on your achievements so far. Can you share with us the story? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I actually do. <laughs> um, it was to Ivan and I, I believe. Yes. Uh, surprised no, I didn't get a mention, but his name's Marko Perkovic and he's, uh, his stage name's Thompson, Thompson mm. and um, he's a pretty big hit in Croatia and I was shocked to get the to see the video, but it was pretty cool. Like, knowing that he because i've been to his concerts with my family so um to get like i think it was as we were approaching the finals and he was getting behind us so it was cool he was wearing the jersey he we saw a video of him wearing the jersey and he named us um me and my cousin and did he name you Uh, no i didn't get a mention so um but yeah he just said uh all the best for the uh, season and i'm behind you boys so for those of for the people listening, explain to us who Marco Perkovic is. Marco, is that right? Yeah, Marco. Yeah. So um, he fought in the war, um, and then from there he just started writing music. And uh, post-war, or even during the war, he just 
his music really touched like the Croatian community, uh, the whole country, and everyone got behind him. And um, for the past 20 years, that's all my f- parents have been listening to, all I've been listening to, growing up in the car with dad or my mom would just be Croatian, Marko Perkovic playing Thompson. So is it like getting a video from Bon Jovi or something? Uh, yeah, I'd probably <laughs> say like that, yeah. yeah what, what did your so. parents say? What was their, their reaction? Oh, they they were sending it to me. I was getting it from my mom, my dad, cousins, and oh, they're all pretty happy to see it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's incredible watching this video and you can Google it. Um, I can't understand a word of it, but mm. it's pretty impressive. And yeah. Um, yeah, he's there in the Tigers jumper. and. Yeah. Pretty cool. Mm. I forgot to say to you, Oleg, it, it's um, Privyet. Yep. Is that hello? Yep. G'day? Yep. All right. So uh, so that's hello in uh, in Russian. Um, you guys have shared uh, a home together. You've, you've, you've been housemates before. Can you, apart from, I mean, I'm, or share, us, share with us a funny story about each other, but also take us into your home life from a cultural perspective. Like, does that come to the fore at all uh, in terms of your different backgrounds? Um. Yeah, I mean, kind of every day with dinner or every 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 now and then when we cook, it's a very homey sort of feeling and we try to get mum and dad's recipes out as much as we can. But, I mean, it's just like the little things where we've always got a jar of pickles in the yeah. fridge and sauerkraut and then we do potato, a traditional potato salad. Um, we've always got little platters of prosciutto cheese but also like speck which is like just straight fat yeah it's so good yeah, it's yeah it's and so it nice. sounds oh, ridiculous Christ. but it is unbelievable <laughs> it really is like saganaki no like just, straight cheese it is, yeah just pork cheek just pig yeah. cheek it's so nice it's beautiful so how different are your cultural backgrounds or how how um many cultural experiences um do you share that are, are very similar i think the food's very similar because it is cold but over there so the way they preserve the food is to, to pickle it so oh, pickles anything pickled really we both eat potatoes potatoes yeah that's all you can eat beetroot yeah, yeah beets soup yeah anything anything that can be preserved for over the winter time is 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 what we eat so and i mean the, the best part about it is we still try and preserve like try and cook that way now so yeah and what about some, a funny story that each of you can share? Go on, take us in, uh, into inside the, the former household. I reckon the funniest thing was... Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, okay. you can. No, I reckon I got it. No, I think I've got it. So Go I think on. It was, I'll say, so I reckon the first month we moved in together, we played Lord of the Rings for like two weeks straight. And it was the best two weeks ever. And we just tried to find a game like it, but we just couldn't. So this yeah. is your version of table tennis? Yeah to, yeah, to a certain extent, we, we actually watched the trilogy one, one weekend um, and we watched the extended version. So we spent maybe 10, 12 hours watching yeah. The Lord of the Rings yeah. and then we were like... Munching down sauerkraut. Medieval yeah, so going with sauerkraut in our hands to go find out more Lord of the Rings merchandise and things and we found video games so we played that non-stop for a while. But the, the one story that... Oh, jeez, this is going to hurt a fair bit. But um, the first sort of month we moved in together we will email our landlord saying hey mate look there's no powerpoints or like in the spare bedroom like you know and obviously in the main bedroom i've got my powerpoint but my housemate doesn't have a powerpoint is there some like can we get an electrician to come and have a look and he goes yeah sure sure so we get an electrician to come by looks around and goes oh it's gonna be pretty expensive to get a powerpoint from here to there and we'll talk to the landlord about it and we're like all right we'll just run an extension cable from my bedroom into soldo's bedroom which was a great fix We'd, we'd lived there for nine months, 
I reckon. Close to. And, um, yeah, Solda wanted to black out his curtains because he was finding it hard to sleep during a period of time. And um, when he took the curtains down, he lifted up one of the curtains and he found a PowerPoint. So neither of you or the electrician no. yeah. actually saw no, it. No, 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 no one saw this. You needed a woman there. That's what you needed. This is how I approached it. I was like, I, you're sitting on the couch. I'm like, when are you going to tell me? <laughs> yeah, so I've gone from the couch and come in and I thought something. I thought, I don't know, I thought Ivan was pregnant. And then he sat me down and we, he goes, mate, just have a look over there. And I look over and there's a PowerPoint. And it wasn't new. It wasn't new. It was broken. And, you you know, didn't but tell was, the, uh, the landlord. I was embarrassed to email him. Yeah, we we were having a go at him. <laughs> the note to self, don't leave these two in charge oh. for too long. Uh, there's clearly some camaraderie here between you. Was that an instant thing? Did you bond instantly over the shared kind of heritage, cultural background, or did it take some time? I reckon the first year you moved, we were pretty close. Like yeah. you slept over my house. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, it was gelled pretty quickly early on. But I think I was going to move in with you the year after but I just didn't I stayed mm. with my host family and then yeah, I was, I was ready to move out and Ollie was keen to It definitely in. came up with um, Mad Monday costumes too are we allowed oh, yeah. to talk about that or is that off Well off it's limits? not even a Mad Monday costume we kind of wear it every day and yeah. <laughs> yeah. we, we kind of wear it to oh, the shops on, and the cafe you said yeah. it, you've, got to, you've got to reveal what it I is I mean it's just it's handy that that it's accepted now and everyone thinks it's funny but geez that's what we normally wear but yeah we just wore a three stripe adidas kit and said we're the squatting slavs and we squatted on our pickles and we're eating sauerkraut all night and okay i guess the boys sort of thought it was funny but we just thought we were acting normal yeah, that's <laughs> so just the classic kit is it yeah everyone bought costumes but i just went straight to my wardrobe and i had the, <laughs> the costume ready family means everything to you guys so so can you take us into your your family background from the from um being a Croatian and the Croatian community that obviously you're really close with? Uh, grow, growing up in Canberra, I was away from majority of my family who live in Melbourne here. Um, but seeing them on holidays would always be a treat for me. I'd always love to go on to Mel- coming to Melbourne and seeing family. But uh, both my parents were you know, born overseas. So uh, my dad was 26 when he moved here officially. My mum was, in, in, my mum immigrated here with her family. She was about four years old. So, I mean, they they grew up in Croatia, so everything they knew they brought to... So my household was very, very Croatian. Um, Oleg would have had the same experience because he was actually born there, but um, families, yeah, is very important to me. I mean, I love seeing my, I loved seeing my cousins on the holidays and that, so, yeah. And what language... What was the, um, the first language spoken at home? Yeah, I, I remember in kindergarten, I always got angry at the teachers because they couldn't understand me. Croatian was definitely my first language. I knew a few, Eng- I knew English and Croatian, but I'd always, when I was being disciplined, being Croatian from my parents. So I'd be, I'd be so confused while I'm getting yelled at in English by the teacher. So it took me a while to pick it up, but yeah, Croatian was predominantly spoken. And then tell us about the journey into the AFL. Obviously, your cousin yeah. in Ivan Maric, um, and it's and it's a, sem- a well-known one, but but some of our listeners may not have heard it. So just take us through how it actually happened that you arrived at. Punt right. Yeah, so I think we were at a Croatian soccer tournament, Ivan, me, and all, of, all my fam- majority of my family were there, and uh, I think I just, I just we just like took a photo together. And you're six foot. I, I don't think I've grown much. I think I would have been yeah six eight still, but I was a bit heavier. I was like I was playing rugby union at the time in basketball, so I was about I was about 126 kilos at my heaviest, and uh, I think Ivan just showed Blair a photo of like. Croatian festival and he goes oh, who's that and he's like oh, I asked my younger cousin he's 15 at the time and he's like oh yeah 
I'll bring him to Melbourne. And it was sort of a joke at the start. And I'll just I'll come to Melbourne anyway. I was watching one of his games and then started getting talking. And he goes, oh, you going to play footy? And I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. Like, Yvonne, I'd always speak to Yvonne <laughs> and I'd always like ask him because I always looked up to him as an older cousin. And I'd always be happy to, because like, you always want to look up to your cousins and yeah, try to be like them. So um, he said, oh, I'll start playing footy if you want. And I said, all right, I'll start playing it. And then over the two years, I just, I don't know, started losing a bit of weight and the club stayed in contact with me and then by the time I was 18, they said, oh, yeah, we'll give you a go, So, which Did, is a great opportunity. So. Sorry, does basketball translate at all to football? Like, is there any... Maybe the hand, like, close. Like, in the midfield, you have to be pretty quick with your hands and maybe that, but... And the leap, Yeah, course. the jump overhead yeah, stuff. Course. Yeah, but obviously you can't. If I was to handball a basketball, it would look weird, so, yeah, <laughs> you know, I should do that. It would. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what about you, Oleg, for your background and, um, you know, from from being born in, in Belarus to, is, was Russian the, the main um, language spoken at home? Yeah, um, yeah. For, for me it was a little bit different because um, obviously I was, I was born in, in Belarus in a small place called Vitebsk um, and my parents were also born and raised there as well. So um, yeah, I'm not too sure what the extent of our family heritage wise is but from what I'm aware it's uh, mum's side is sort of a lot of Belarus and a little bit of Russian. I think dad's Belarus and a bit of Polish, but that's sort of way, way, way down the track. So, um, but yeah, uh, like I'm, I'm inspired by my dad's story and the fact that, um, you know, by 18 he was married to obviously my beautiful mum, and um, and from there at 19 they had a kid. At 20 they've already moved to another country where they don't even speak the language, um, and they had to sort of fend for themselves, learn English. They had to dad had his own career. Mum had to look after me in a place that was so far into them. Um, no, Not as much support as having cousins and, mm. and, you know. So growing up, it was very, very tight in our family and um, and obviously our close family friends, like the Parnovs. Um, so we, we lived in a house all together, which is a lot of my upbringing and my childhood. I remember running around the athletics track with them every day. And so Vicky gone, and... Yeah, Vicky and Liz. Yep. Um, so, yeah, no, they've, they've been like bigger sisters to me for my whole life um and obviously you have to go your own separate ways through your career so dad had to come back to Adelaide and we obviously had to sort of disband that um that sort of I guess part of our life um and obviously we both moved on to different things and I guess both families are very happy and yeah I mean for for me it's just like one of those reunion things now whenever we see each other if I go to Perth I'll flick them a message and say hey do you guys want to catch up for dinner and things like that because again that was our family growing up so but yeah at the moment it's just me mum and dad and my little brother and um I guess with dad and mum they're fantastic role models for me both I guess through sport um through dad and what mum did as well and what she was able to achieve before I was born I guess I stopped her career unfortunately but was she a heptathlete I think so I think so she was pretty good at everything well, that's what she reckons, but nah. Um, I'm pretty sure she was pretty handy um, over in Belarus, and um, yeah, and obviously having a little brother just makes you, I guess, kind of grow up a bit quicker. And you've got someone who's always got his eyes on you, mm. copying whatever you do. I'm just, you know, 16. I'm waiting for him to get his first tattoo now, so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm ready to cop that still from the parents. It's your fault. Yeah, it's my fault. Yeah. We're going to talk a bit more about the Croatian Tigers connection, but just um, still on you, Oleg. Does it ever become a burden, you know, do you ever feel like um, representing your culture, you're very open about it and you're very proud about it, do you ever feel like 
it starts to become a bit of a burden as well or is it it's just something that you're very happy to <laughs> nah, do? Never, never. It would never be a burden. I mean, for me, that's my upbringing. That's, it would be very disrespectful to my parents. Um, and that's probably the one thing growing up. It was I always wanted to make my parents happy and be proud of everything they've done because, again, being 18, being 19 and going away from your family to make a better life for us because I guess we're the next generation, uh, for me to, I guess, upset them or tell them, no, nah, look, I don't want to do this or I don't like my culture or I don't like the way I was brought up, I find that really disrespectful. So for me, um, I guess growing up and not not living in their shadow, making my own shadow, making my own life, um, but understanding where I'm from and I guess that probably resembles a lot of these little inked up things I've got on me to, to do with family because that's probably one thing I'll never regret. Everyone at home, you probably can't see, well, you probably can't see, you can't see. Um, Ollie's got some beautiful tattoos, which seems to be a common theme running through the club as well at the moment. Do you speak Russian at home or do you, is it a language that you can speak or yeah, you can understand? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, was, I spoke it fluently growing up um, and then when I went to school, I lost a bit of it. Um, however, I'd like to get back into speaking it better. I speak a bit of slang Russian or a bit of Russian with an accent, so I'd like to get better at it, but it's obviously harder when I don't get to see my family as much because I don't get to speak with anyone else but them. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something I want to keep because I want to pass it down to my children. And with regards to uh, the Russian community and Aussie rules, is there a, is there a supporter group that follows you? Um, has it grown since your you know your uh, your journey into the AFL? Do you know? Oh, I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, it's not something I'm too up to date with, or I haven't really checked social media or anything like that. But Mum sent me a pretty funny um, article maybe a year ago now, and it was to do with me in, in Belarus. I was in a newspaper over there, so I thought that was pretty cool. And um, when Mum sent that, she kind of goes, "Yep, yeah, this is all." written recently grandma showed us and yeah I, th- I thought it was pretty cool so what did it say mm. oh just just my my journey so far I, th- I think it was one of these sort of podcasts they sort of um translated it one for one and and just you know copy paste and then stuck it in there so the easy way to do that Beautiful. that's awesome yeah. um and the, this is a question we'll ask all three of you mm. but before we um we say goodbye so Oleg, um, if you could share a photo of your culture, one that's actually been taken that's perhaps in the family home or one that you keep close to you, um, what is it, if you can share it with us, and, and what does it represent to you? Um, I've got a photo with my mum and possibly my dad, from, if I remember it, um, but it was when I was born. Um, and there's, I'm sort of laying on a bed as a little toddler or a fresh-born baby, I guess, um, and my mum's lying beside me and uh, there's rugs on the walls, um, there's rugs on, I guess, the bed and it just kind of reminds me of our family and our friends and just the, the having the rugs on the walls and that's the kind of decoration is really traditional to us. Um, and I guess whenever I see kind of rugs on the wall, I always like expect to smell some meat or a rotisserie somewhere or some snags or, you know, like... To, to me, that just brings back not only nostalgia th- like for friends and family, but also certain smells, certain sounds and, um, yeah, certain music. Like, you know, it's just it's a really warm photo for me. So, yeah, I'll show that one. Beautiful. Well, thank the, you. Yeah, absolutely. And we, so we say uh, das vidanya. Das vidanya. Thank you, Alec. <laughs> Noah, now that I've learnt from Soldo, book... 
Did I get that right? Yeah, bog. Well, bog to you, Sherry. Bog. Yeah, close <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for waiting. You've been waiting there patiently for us. Uh, you're a huge fan of the round ball. How did you come to play Aussie rules over soccer? Um, well, it started off, I was, well, you know, just going with my dad down to like Melbourne Knights, which used to be called Melbourne Croatia, um, Dinamo, which is St. Albans Saints. And um, I just go watch those games and then ended up playing at Melbourne Knights for a couple of years. And um, yeah, all my mates at um, school were playing footy and they go, oh, you know, like I'd play at lunch and it would be all right. And they'd be like, oh yeah, come to come to this club, come here. And I ended up at um, Duda Stars uh, in under 10s. And um, yeah, we won the grand final that year. Um, I got like second best in league, um, best on ground in the granny, and I, I was just loved it. Yeah, got, <laughs> got all these medals, and I like, you know, as a kid, that's you know what you love. And like in soccer, we were always mid table, so um, yeah. yeah, when I went there and we were winning, like it's you know it's good to play. Let him show off. Bit of laughter. Yeah, you're allowed, you're allowed to. And no you're tall poppy syndrome on this radio show. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to ask you on the back of that. One of your great strengths is your ability to mark the ball. There's just highlight after highlight. So at 195 centimetres, would you have been a goalkeeper or were you a goalkeeper? I was a goalkeeper. A goalkeeper and striker. So a bit like Zlatan. Um, mm. But then, yeah, goalkeeper as well, I used to go. A bit like who? Kind of. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He's a, a Number Swedish 10. striker. Number 10. His mum's Croatian, actually. I've got his, I've got his, yeah. his jumper. Oh, yeah? Which team? Which one? No, it was Which just one? for Sweden. I went to the World Cup. <laughs> oh, yeah. We went to the World Cup. Oh, that's, um, still, that's cool. A few years ago. And, uh, and I like number 10, so I bought that one. That's a great. Hold on to that. That's a great <laughs> jumper. Yeah. Um, okay, so cool. So do you, is there much translation between your soccer friends coming to Aussie World Games? Like you being involved, is there, has there been a... I suppose a pick up from them in terms of becoming fans of Aussie rules. Um, I feel they like oh, not really my soccer mates. They just kind of stuck with soccer and watch World Cup. Like all my, I had this little Croatian group at school as well, and we'd kind of always talk about soccer and footy. wasn't really, you know, a thing. And I don't really like talking about myself anymore. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so we like always talk about soccer, and then, yeah, didn't really get into. AFL that much, but um, ever since I got drafted, they've started to follow and uh, watch out, follow the Richmond page and yeah, keep an eye out for me. Uh, there's, we've already spoken a little bit about Ivan Maric. Is that how, how I'm supposed to say? Maric. Yeah. Maric. A bit of a role. Maric. Maric, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you obviously would have known that Ivan Soldo was here as well. Were you, was there any part of you was conscious about that kind of Croatian heritage coming into the um, club? Yeah, well, I, I knew about it, and um, Ivan came to my house before the the draft. Just like, oh, you know, I hope you, hope you come there. Like he didn't, we, no one had a clue that I was going to come here, but um, except maybe the recruiters would have a good idea. Um, yeah, but he was saying like, oh, it's such a good um environment. Like, wait till you get here, and you know, the first thing I do when I get here, like it was kind of like you know, it make me feel like I'm at home. You know, like with all. Like I guess these guys here are family as much as my family's family, you know, like all the cousins and um, yeah, and then the staff and they're just so welcoming and um, yeah, it felt like I was at home. I don't know if you guys know this, but obviously apart from Ivan Maric and, and the two of you, uh, looked at this up. So Matthew Richardson has been named in an unofficial Croatian team of the century. So 
there must be some kind of background there. I don't know. Uh, so has defender Darren Gasper, if you know much about the Tigers. Obviously, mm. he was a well-known defender over 200 games. Mark Dragosevich, good player. And Stephen Jurica, who's back in the sort of mid-90s. He was a forward who's now a judge, I believe. Right. So there's a, real, um, there's a real history of Croatian players at, at, um, at Richmond. From that perspective, do you share a lot of your heritage with the other players? Is there, is there, um, uh, you know, in, are they inquisitive about about your background and and are there questions asked? Mm, I think, well, a lot maybe two years ago, a, lot, a few of the boys would love to come to St Albans when Ivan was the president, and like that's a it's a Croatian club and the community is so good there. And the group, the best part was the feeds and was it Thursday nights? Buffet Thursday. Yeah, buffet Thursdays yeah. are very good. Foods are great. Yeah, awesome. draw card, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have good food. Anyone will join. So, and from there, I think they started going to games and everyone was getting into it. But as the years go on, it drops off a little bit and Ivan stepped down as a president. But um, like, it's cool to know Bash's culture at times. Like, I'm interested in others. Just not just about ours. Like, I'm always interested in other people's as well. So, but it'd be cool to. Actually, Reese Conker would come to my family Easter's because like, oh, wow. his family was obviously in WA and Italian, Croatia, pretty similar. And like, he'd, we'd op- open arms, he'd be welcomed into our family. It's so cool. Would you guys put on a Croatian feast now for the players? I know Basha does. Yeah. It's yeah. a Lebanese feast. That should be soon. I'm actually pretty keen for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, as well. yeah. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> come. So good. But yeah, would, I don't know. Could, could you what make any Croatian it? dishes? Um, well, probably just the simple stuff. Like, so we've got rajanice, um, okay. which are these like kind of cubicles, just meat. And mm. then um, you've got um, chivape, which is mincemeat. Um, yeah, well, my uncle owns a Simides Butchers in um, Sunshine. And um, yeah, so my mum helps him out, um, works kind of part-time there as well. Ooh. So yeah, I get a fair bit of meat me. coming I in. I yeah. yeah, it's mm. not bad. <laughs> now, <I'll laughs> Definitely not. recommended. How did you get to be named Noah when there's Ivan, so your so Ivan Marich's dad, grandfather, yeah. your grandfather, so yeah. is it a bit like John or Jack? Yeah, know? yeah, Ivan is pretty much John, yeah, John, yeah. yeah, it just translates straight to John, but yeah, I don't, I'm, so Ivan would be a junior, junior, there you go, but I, I was named after my dad's granddad, who was Ivan as well, so, and then who would have known, he was probably named after his granddad, so I think they just keep the names rotating. Every second generation or something. So is Noah a traditional Croatian? Um, I think it was just the fact that it was more biblical, and our family is, you know, Catholic, mm. and um, I think they've just kind of seen the name at the hospital like this or previous baby names, and they've just seen Noah, and it kind of clicked. I think I was meant to be named James, and I got Noah because I don't know why. My, my younger brother's Oscar with a K. He was meant to be James as well, but. James yeah. got missed. Yeah, Sorry. he ended up got his middle name is James at the moment, and my older sister's Nikki with double K. So, I would just stay away from C's. Yeah, James. Yeah. We just heard you two before speaking to each other in Croatian. I'm assuming. Mm. Does that happen a lot on the field at all? Is there ever any? Oh, no. I'll the other. Or is it things we don't need to hear? Um, no, it hasn't happened on field, but Ivan, when I used to play with Ivan, it happened, but um, we should definitely start saying it. 100%. I think no one that's knows. a Sorry secret weapon there. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, there's another Croatian Tigers connection, which, Noah, you've brought my attention to just today. Yeah. So, and I did a bit of um, Wikipedia Googling, um, but the Croatian Tigers, the first mer- first mechanized guard brigade an army corps basically yep. called the croatian tigers yeah 
That's amazing. Yeah, I know. Just Can you tell me a little bit yeah. about it? So um, I think my the Divine Corps actually was in that um, did that in um, Croatia's um, grandfather and Barca is grandmother. That's just for later. Um, so my did Divine Corps. He um, yeah, that was his like um, alloc- he was allocated to that. Um, how do I say it? the that, regiment? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he was fighting in that and. Um, yeah, I've got now a top with that logo on it. And um, yeah, so it's a bit of history. And the motto is, Tiff, for Croatia like a tiger. Which is amazing. It's incredible. I feel like you got, given, you know, there's there's a bit of a legacy going on already. Yeah. I reckon we should make T-shirts. Do you go back to Croatia and are you asked about your connection with Aussie rules and, and you know, and, and that sort of component of your of your life? Well, last time I went back, I was in year three, so my memory of it, uh, you got this, my grandparents has have a house on the water, and um, it's on a hill called the Marian, and um, just a beautiful place, and um, you can climb up to the top of the top of the mountain, it's amazing views, and um, yeah, well, yeah, back then, I wouldn't really knew about mm-hmm. AFL, and like, it just wasn't been talked about, but I think today, if I went over, I'd it'd be hopefully talked about or well, Thompson forgot about me but yeah, that's all good <laughs> yes I hear you actually that could be a good segue to um, something that we asked Oleg and would love to ask all of the people that come on our stripes is if there was a photo uh, that has actually been taken um, in, in the family household or something that you hold dear can you uh, describe that photo and what it actually means to you so m- maybe you Ivan because mm. Because we gave you a little heads up that yeah, we're going to ask you that yeah, question, and maybe you have a think about it. Oh, whichever, whoever goes first. Do you have one to go? Yeah. Um, so every time you, well, in my Baba Marta's house in Sunshine, is when you walk in, she's got this whole thing of all my cousins and her grandchildren, and um, she's got all these photos from all these times. But there's this one that I always look at. It's all of us just sitting on the front steps, and it's just like all the things we'd get up to in that house. Like we'd go. There's always this um. Like the driveway was perfect for backyard cricket. It was actually playing it two days ago with my cousins. Um, and um, yeah, just seeing that, like how people have gone, like my cousin Martez now in Hawaii for basketball and just like seeing how, how close we were. And um, we'd always go for walks down to the creek, um, catch tadpoles and that, butterflies. And um, yeah, that'd probably be my favourite photo, just showing family. Mine, did you ever do color? Yeah. Yeah. So you had the little tuxedo yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, so it's just crochet dancing. And you dress like in almost look like pirate clothes. Like it'd be all these, it'd be like a blouse. And, you know, now I'm, we're going to ask for a demonstration. Uh, oh, no. oh, I actually can't. I could not remember. I need, okay. a, I need a girl partner. I, I need definitely can't. Oh, yeah. We could, yeah, we could improvise. You could be the partner. Yeah. Get a circle. Yeah, I know. It's actually, it is a lot of fun. In, like, circle, yeah. in weddings, it's a lot of fun. Like everyone dances. Um, but So it's like traditional folk dancing. Yeah. yeah? Uh, but it'd be more coordinated and. So whenever there'd be uh, like a Mother's Day, Father's Day or um, Independence Day for Croatia, the community in Canberra would meet at the club and there'd be a feed and um, the caller would, would always come up. They'd come up in groups. So the youngest and then like probably 10 to 13 and then the older ones would come. And this one photo I remember is just me, my sister, and we're just, she's like got me in a headlock. But like <laughs> the, uh, behind me is just like the family house. And I remember... That's probably what um, got me more connected with the Croatian community was the Croatian dancing that we did and just the culture and like we'd we'd have to speak Croatian at the time so we'd always get yelled at in Croatian we'd always get 
uh, we'd have talked down in Croatian and we'd be around more Croatian. So that's probably what um, that's probably the photo that I like to feel. That feels like is Croatia to me, like the Croatian culture. Before we say goodbye, then, is there any Croatian music that you listen to before you play a game? Is there there's anything that is part of your sort of pre-game warm-up? Does mm. the Croatian component register from that perspective? No, I, just, I, just, I do like to just listen to Croatian music, though. Uh, Yolez, do you like Yolez? Um, yeah. yeah, like Thompson. But Everyone knows, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't know me, but that's okay. <laughs> he will, um, he will know yeah. you. He um, will now. The song's like, uh, like Club Entrade. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of bands. Uh, Shkoro, just in a Shkoro. Yeah, Marta Bulic is good. Yeah, um, and uh, I love this, um, the music. And uh, yeah, yeah, I get right around it probably in the drive home today. Like I listen to it, I've got, the, got this album full of it and yeah, yeah. it's awesome. That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you to all three of you for taking the time out to share your journey, your culture and your heritage on our stripes. It's been a privilege to journey into your world and gain a greater understanding of who you are and the community behind you. It seems like there's quite a bit of community behind all three of you. Uh, all part of the greater community that is the mighty Richmond Football Club. And so from Rana and I and the team behind us, uh, thank you and stay tuned for another edition of Our Stripes. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Bob. Bob. <laughs>